Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiasts. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Good morning. Welcome to the Women of Golf, the number one women's golf show around the world, with hosts Ted Odorico and Cindy Miller. Join them as they interview some of the best players from the Symmetra, LPGA, and Legends Tour, and so many others, helping to elevate women's golf. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside, of course, is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts here on the Women of Golf. Good morning, Cindy. What up? <laughs> I'm, sti- I'm stealing your line. The sun is up. The sun is up and below. It's going to be a beautiful wow. day. Yeah, we got a packed lesson book. I'm going to leave in the middle of the show, so I'll mute myself from 10:30 okay. till 9 o'clock nonstop. Wow. So we're going to change some games today for the better. And I know. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, you always got a full, as you say, you're always spinning plates, and uh, you got a lot of them going at the same time, and uh, nobody better in this industry as far as I'm concerned. All right, we've got a great show. Uh, we're going to be joined here in just, just literally in a moment or two uh, by this past week's winner. We're always excited to have the Symmetra Tour winners on here, and uh, this young lady won last week's Symmetra Classic. Um, and then a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Elisa Godet, uh, founder of the Women's Golf Day uh, event, which is an international event. Uh, very, very exciting. She was actually on here on March 16th of this year, and she's going to come back as the event is uh, next month, uh, I think the, the first Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, of June. So she'll be coming back on here just to give us an update on how things are uh, getting ready for that special event. Uh, but let me just uh, introduce uh, our, our first guest. Uh, her name is Casey Danielson, and she is a native, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this, Osceola. Uh, Wisconsin. She's a four-time WIAA Division II state championship medalist uh, at her high school, member of the 2015 NCAA championship team for Stanford University, and uh, she just won her last uh, week, just won, uh, I believe, her first uh, professional win at the Symmetra Classic. So, Cindy, let's welcome our very special guest this morning, Casey Danielson. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Was this your Good. first win? Uh, this is my first win on the Symmetric Tour. Um, okay. And I had a win on the Cactus Tour earlier uh, this year in the spring. Um, and then also uh, won in 2017, won the European Tour Q School. Oh, you're kidding. Ooh. Yeah, wow. but this is my first, uh, you know, in-season tour win. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Now, 
How long did you play on the European tour? Uh, I played for about half a season in 2018. Um, my uh, my status in the U.S. on the Smetra wasn't going to be very good. Uh, and so I decided to go over there and give it a shot and um, ended up winning and getting full status and um, spending some time out, out on the European tour, which was really fun. It was a really neat experience. Good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. So let me, yeah, so, was, Ted, let me, let me just talk for just yep. a second because here's what, this was 2017, right? Correct. Yeah, when I, tur- I turned pro right after I graduated college in 2017. Okay, so that was the summer. All right, now mm-hmm. let me just explain. For the listeners who might be aspiring tour players, who think they're going to try for a year or two, and they were already a national champion. Yeah, you're laughing, and I am too. Um, So what would you say to that person, male or female, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the progression of what you learn by doing what you've done, by having the courage Mm -hmm. to go to Europe and Mm -hmm. to play, and it's four or five years later, and you mm-hmm. just won your first U.S. tour event. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Yeah. Uh, I would say that um, it takes a while to kind of get, for most, for most people, for most players, to get the hang of turning pro and, um, you know, living life on tour um, and, just kind of getting adjusted to the Q schools and, you know, traveling from week to week, making cuts, missing cuts, and figuring out what system works for you and developing a team. And so if you're really serious about it and and you really, um, you know, want to give it a, a good shot, it takes a while. It takes a long time um, to kind of sort all that out and feel comfortable and, um, kind of reach those milestones. Um, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, I had a really good senior year in college and, you know, I went out and I didn't make it through first stage of Q school and, you know, I was devastated and just felt like a huge setback and, you know, but I gave myself time, you know, I assessed, you know, my career and what, what I wanted and I went to Europe and, um, so you just kind of have to seek out opportunity, more opportunities, and it takes a long time. Tell us about the team. Develop a team. I'm mm-hmm. assuming a golf coach, a mental coach, nutrition, fitness, mm-hmm. people that you trust that know that know they they've got your back. Tell mm-hmm. the audience. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm realizing that more and more as time goes on, how important it is to have. Uh, a team and people that um, are there to support you and not only in the good moments um, and the successes, but in those times where you're um, either in the off season or you're, you know, kind of going through a little bit of a slump and you just need people to pick you up and kind of help you get back on the right track and make sure you're doing the things um, that, you know, are, are, part of your game plan and um and I've slowly started to develop you know those those people in my corner um as 
time has gone on and it's been super important. Um, and then now, even after winning the event, like um, I had some time to reflect on some, just a brief, brief second to reflect on that. And the first thing I thought of was how grateful I was to have all those people that kind of set me up um, to put me in a position um, to win, whether that was my, my college coach, my swing coach, my mental coach, um, my, my uh, family who helps me out a ton. Um, so, yeah, they're just a huge part of, of uh, your uh, career and your successes. Totally agree. Ted? So, Casey, let me ask you just to, to sort of continue on with that theme a little bit. You know, unlike so many other sports, golf is a very independent sport. Obviously, when you're playing for a collegiate mm-hmm. team, you've got your teammates to sort of prop you up mm-hmm. and, and offer support and encouragement and that. But when you're out there on the Smetra or, or, or any other tour over in the Europe and that, you know, you're essentially on your own out there. So you rely very heavily, I'm sure, on your team uh, that you just mm-hmm. talked about that you surround yourself with to really give you that mm-hmm. encouragement when times are, are tough. Um, Mm-hmm. but I'm sure you also have family as well. What do you say to yourself when you're out there and things are just not going well um, mm-hmm. to kind of motivate yourself? What do you say to yourself? What's the conversation you have in your head, if you will, that says, okay, I know I can do this and, you know, go from there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I started working with a mental coach about oh, just over a year ago. And that has been really helpful. 2019 was kind of a, a hard year for me, kind of mentally. It was my first full year on this Metro and um, just all the travel. And, um, and you know, I was playing okay, but I just didn't feel – it was just felt like a grind. And um, so I started working with a mental coach, and we, we put together um, kind of a game – we put together a game plan for – my career, for how I approach each off week, each tournament week, um, each season. Um, and that has been an incredible help uh, for me to just make sure that I'm sticking to those things uh, so that even if I'm not playing well or um, scoring well, I know that um, what I'm doing works for me and it's what I do when I play my best. And so if I just continue to do those things, um, I know I'll get back on track eventually. And I think mm-hmm. it's really easy if you get kind of in a, in a tough spot to try and reinvent everything. Um, but that's right. just going to throw more variables into the situation. Um, and the, the plan that we developed was very specific to me. You know, it had a lot of, um, it wasn't just about golf. It was about, okay, what are you doing when you're outside of the course? Are you enjoying yourself, having fun, um, seeing friends, seeing new places? Because um, th- those things are important to me um, when I travel. And so um, that has been a really big help. You know, if I miss a cut or don't play well, like, oh, am I still enjoying myself? Am I still you know, going to go see my friends and not um, just really feel bad about my golf game. Um, and keeping that kind of energy up has been really helpful. Yeah, I think it's important. And, you, you know, you hit on a real key point that I, I, I just want to go to real quickly. And, and that is, you know, 
obviously you, you put a plan in place and you make a point of sticking to that plan. And there's a lot of players out mm-hmm. there, as you sort of put, sort of reinventing the wheel. Every time something's mm-hmm. not quite going to plan, you know, suddenly they're, mm-hmm. they're reinventing their swing and they're, or they're, mm-hmm. you know, chopping up their game plan to something different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes adjustments need to be made, but at the same time, if you mm-hmm. go too far, then it becomes very chaotic. So that's good that you mm-hmm. recognize that, especially at an early age, to say, okay, you know mm-hmm. what, here's my plan. And, and maybe at the end of the year, you might reassess and say, okay, it didn't go the way I did, yeah. or there, we need to make some tweaks. But at least you acknowledge, mm-hmm. I've got a plan, I've got to stick to it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then you yeah. know, all the wheels are going to fall off the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think kind of like a small example of that is um, I like to talk when I play. Um, and when I play well, I'm kind of just chatting, um, you know, whether it's with my playing partners or a caddy or a volunteer, um, just keeping it, you know, like light and fun. And sometimes if I'm, you know, not playing well of a bogey or two, I kind of get a little bit more quiet. And, like, that's the moment where I'm like, okay, your game plan, like, you, you talk to people. That's what you do. No matter if you're over par or under par. Um, that's going to help you get back in your rhythm. And so I kind of, you know, force myself to go over and say something to someone. Um, <laughs> and usually it lightens my mood and it, it, it'll help me kind of get back on track. So that's just like a little example of um, things that I make sure I'm doing <laughs> to, you know, have fun and, and also stay in it and stick to my game plan. Well, I think it's good. And there's nothing wrong with being a talker. I'm one myself. So I know sometimes when you're, <laughs> You know, wanting to, uh, um, you know, just it's a it's a good stress reliever too. I mean, sometimes you know maybe mm-hmm. your playing partners, depending on how much you're talking, might say, "Whoa, wait a minute here, you need to dial it back down a little <laughs> bit." But uh, but you know, you got to have some fun, and and that's the key thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So everybody, I think, when they're you know when they're out there and they're playing, kind of has a go to. It might be a shot. It may be a part of their game. What part of your game? Or is there, a, you know, a, maybe a specific shot that when you're, you know, in difficult times that you know I can always count on? Is there a strength in your game that you say, okay, you know, I, I'm having a rough go this round, but I know if I stick with this part of my game and really focus on making sure I'm putting well or whatever the case is, what's mm-hmm. that part of your game if you have it? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that... Honestly, it's been lately. It's been my mental game. <laughs> if that if that answers your question, <laughs> that is an yep. appropriate answer. Um, uh, so I'm a good ball striker. That's the strength of my game. Um, off the tee, my my driver might be my one of my best clubs, and um, my irons as well. Uh, but recently, um, I feel like I've done a a good job of really as, you know, much as you hear it, but taking one shot at a time, making sure I'm committed to a shot um, before I step up and hit it. And that's been really helpful um, because I'm not in between. I'm not indecisive. Um, I've been making sure whether, you know, the right choice or not, making sure I'm really committed doing and set out to do what I want to do. And then, um, that has helped me, I think, hit better shots and better shots um, in pressure situations um, and gives me confidence kind of 
going from that to kind of get, you know, back on track. Um, and so that has been a positive of my game um, pretty recently. Let me ask you one other question, then, Cindy, I'll, I'll bounce it back to you. I noticed here in the bio that you earned uh, a Yoga Alliance certif- certification um, oh, yeah. back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gathering, obviously, yoga is something that you're interested in. Um, a lot of people say mm-hmm. that you know doing yoga really helps to keep them centered and really helps them uh, relax. Are you finding it being mm-hmm. a benefit to your game and do you still, you know, incorporate yoga into, you know, whether it be a f- part of your fitness or your daily routine? Does that, mm-hmm. are you finding that being very helpful in, in keeping yourself sort of centered and calm and, and all of that good stuff? How is it working? Yeah. 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 Yoga has been a huge part of my life. Um, and definitely a lot more than just the physical benefits. Um, you know, really, I think breath work, uh, and learning kind of, or just even just being a, more aware of my breath and how it can either, you know, calm me or kind of noticing it gets a little quicker. Um, I think it has been really helpful um, just taking deep breaths and really like feeling kind of a release as you exhale. Um, which is something, you know, very common in yoga. Um, It has definitely helped me on the course um, just stay in it, kind of be aware of my body, get back in the present moment. Um, And, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for um, yoga and how it kind of translates to golf. Very good. Uh, I'm going to have to remember that next time to breathe when I'm doing yoga. That's probably what, that's probably why it hasn't gone well for me. And I haven't been as successful in it as I'm sure you are is I forget to breathe. So um, Cindy, go ahead. I would like to ask, how do you get from tournament to tournament? Do you drive most of the time or fly? Um, It really depends on the stretch. I prefer to drive and they make this metro tour, um, relatively drivable um just i think driving is nice because you just throw everything in your car um and take as much as you want um and just hit the road and kind of on your own time schedule um but we do a little bit of both got it and do you have a caddy every week or some weeks no uh i would say most weeks no um but Every now and then I'll have a caddy, um, whether it's a friend or my swing coach came out to caddy and um, just however it it shakes out. But I, I usually and, do most of it myself. Got it. And if you play a full year, mm-hmm. I don't think most people realize what it costs. What's mm-hmm. the budget for a full year for all events Without including Q school. With without Q school. Yeah. Um, I'd say it probably it will vary. Um, probably between twenty and forty grand. Do you um, stay in hotels? Depending or on how you housing? do it. I I prefer to stay in hotels. Um, 
I've met a lot of and a lot of cool families. Yeah, two hotels. Got it. Got it. Got it. And that saves a ton. A yeah, ton, a ton, a ton. And what does Q School cost now? If you go to all the stages. Um. If you go to all the stages, I'm not exactly sure. My guess would be five thousand for entry fees. Um. Because it varies, because if you go from first to second, I think second doesn't cost as much. And then third, if you get from first to third, you don't have to pay for the third. Um, so it's kind of tiered. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would guess that if you did the whole thing, it'd be 5000 in entry fees. Got it. Ted? So, Casey, uh, let, let's – talk for a second about the travel again obviously driving around um, from event to event do you find um, how do you keep yourself and obviously you can well they don't pop in cassette tapes anymore because you don't have that now everything's all digital but um, so I'm sure you listen to some good music or or what have you or podcasts Mm -hmm. or something I'm sure Um, Mm -hmm. but obviously it can be very very tiring you know, going from event to event and you get to play several rounds mm-hmm. and you get to drive to the next event and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, besides yoga and maybe some other fitness stuff, nutrition is a big part as well. Are you pretty diligent mm-hmm. in your nutrition uh, or do you kind of, you know, fall off the, the wagon a little bit and, mm-hmm. and kind of cheat sometimes, maybe eat a little bit stuff of sometimes that you shouldn't eat? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very diligent. <laughs> I, uh, I have celiac disease. And so um, I have to be pretty, pretty on top of my nutrition, and I'm, I'm learning that even this year um, after, you know, I've had a couple months of really not feeling well because um, I was eating pretty well, not very well. And so um, the last couple of weeks I've really cleaned up my diet, and uh, I've noticed that I have a lot more energy. Um, and so it's just, you know, kind of, I've learned that I have to be very diligent, um, but I enjoy it. I'm a big foodie, um, and so I, I enjoy uh, eating healthy and cooking and, and grocery shopping and all of that. Well, good. Well, the reason why I asked that, Casey, is because, you know, a lot of people don't realize, they, think of, they don't think of, of golfers uh, as athletic as maybe in other sports because we're not running down a mm-hmm. field or – you know, we're not, uh, you know, running back and forth on a tennis court the same way. But what they don't realize mm-hmm. is, you know, 18 holes you're playing in many cases, depending on where you are, it could be quite hot out. So, you know, you can get a little lethargic. Mm-hmm. So if you're not keeping yourself in good nutritional health, it can really play havoc in your round. Uh, you know, you, you kind of get that. Uh, many amateurs talk about how the, by the time they get to about the 12th or 13th hole, they're pretty much out of mm-hmm. steam. You can't, afford, you can't mm-hmm. afford to do that in your level because otherwise you're, you're not even going to come close to winning tournaments, correct? Correct. And, you know, what you eat um, has an effect, has such an effect on, like, the clarity of your mind. And being mm-hmm. sharp is so important on the golf course. You know, when you're making, trying to make decisions about um, lines off the tee or clubs or um, just really being able to focus in when you need to um, and staying sharp is, is, you know, really important. And, you know, I've, I've definitely had um, weeks where I've felt a lot of brain fog um, and 
I'm just not as sharp on the course, and I don't think I make as good of decisions, and I know that that relates to nutrition and food and sleep, too. Um, and so it's extremely important, I think, to stay on top of that. Um, at least me personally, you know, um, a lot of – it differs among players, but for me, I've noticed that that plays a huge role um, in how I feel and well, um, how I play. Well – you keep sticking to that good nutrition because when you get to be my age, you're going to experience a lot of brain fog. So, so you want to make sure you take care of yourself. You want to make sure you take care of yourself now because that's what you have to look forward to if you don't. So, um, but no, I think that's great. So, uh, very quickly um, before we let you go, you were mentioning off air um, that a little later this month is your birthday. I know you haven't really put mm-hmm. maybe a lot of thought into it yet, but now that you've got a win. Uh, are you going to try to do something a little special for your birthday? I don't know if you've got an event right at the same time, but um, or do you mm-hmm. kind of like to do things a little low key? What what, do, what have you got planned, or what do you what would you like to do for your birthday if you could? Yeah, I um, so I'm turning 26 uh, on May 31st, which is the day after our last event of the stretch. So we have uh, these next two weeks. Um, we have two events, and then. It'll be the Monday. It'll be my birthday, and um, I am taking a trip up to the North Shore in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite places um, that I've been to, <laughs> and not too far away from my hometown of Osceola. Uh, and so uh, maybe I'll do a little extra, something extra special up there. Maybe get a you know nicer hotel room or go out for a nice dinner mm-hmm. um, just to kind of celebrate celebrate the win because, um, you know, we've got – it's funny because when I won, everyone's like, oh, are you celebrating? And I'm like, no, I'm currently on a four-hour road trip to Savannah, like headed to my next event, <laughs> <laughs> like in the back of the car, <laughs> uh, right. everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't get well, there until, I... like, midnight and <laughs> – um, yeah, so not, that was pretty not much funny. Celebrate. So I'm, I'm saving, yeah, saving it. Well, I can think of a really extra special birthday gift. If you win the tournament the week before, you can come on the show again the Tuesday after. <laughs> so that way, that, that would be a great, yeah. that would be an awesome birthday. At least for me, it would be. It would be a great <laughs> birthday. Uh, so you can come back and I talk to Cindy so. and I again. So I uh, right. no pressure. We're not putting any pressure on you, but hey, a, a win would be nice it's for us. We would appreciate it if you, yeah, we would appreciate it if you win that. Uh, if actually, the next two yeah. events would even be better. But hey, no, no pressure oh, yeah. here. So, well, okay, <laughs> okay, well, Casey, thank you very much for for joining CNI this morning. We're going to let you go. We know you got things mm-hmm. to do, but we appreciate you taking time out and and uh, and sharing some of your thoughts. And and again, congratulations. Uh, on winning the Symmetra Classic uh, this past week, uh, well done. And uh, in case, and just in case, we know we're counting on you to win that tournament. But in case you don't, <laughs> happy birthday! Yeah. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and thanks for having me. This was fun. Happy All birthday! Right. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, bye bye. All right, Casey Danielson, winner of the Symmetra Classic. What a great uh, young lady. Uh, wouldn't you agree? She just a lot of, uh, you know, obviously has, uh, you know, very, very excited about her game. She's in a good place. 
recognizes the importance of of really the mental side of the game. Everybody, you know, a lot of these players, you know, get so caught up. I, I don't know whether you agree or not, but in, in trying to have the perfect swing and trying to get all the shots just right, um, that sometimes, you know what, they, they forget that the, the mental, the old brain box needs to be, you know, tuned up in that as well. What do you think? I agree, and I think that they also understand that they are their only inventory, and it's all about what they do for themselves, because if they don't work, their game won't work. Yeah, well said. All right, before we bring Elisa on, uh, we're going to hear a quick message from Golf Tips Magazine. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to GolfTipsMag.com and subscribe today. All right, Cindy, our next guest uh, has been on uh, a few times uh, over the years. In fact, she was on just a couple of months ago. Um, she is the founder of the Women's Golf Day. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, Lisa Gaudet. Uh, she's also the president of Executive Golf International and has over 16 years of experience servicing clients with marketing, branding, sales, as well as strategic planning and execution. She specializes in the golf industry, and her experience includes working and living in the U.S., Europe, Latin America, and numerous emerging golf markets. So, Cindy, let's welcome back our very special guest, the founder of Women's Golf Day, Elisa Godet. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? You're doing great. We are doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, lacking some sleep, but we're getting close <laughs> to all our events. But it's, it's good. It's <laughs> worth it. It'll be over soon. <laughs> I know you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. We've all been through, oh, yeah. through this drill. We yep. have. So tell exactly. us, when is it? What is it? Where is it? Give us a scoop. Yeah, so the the first thing coming up exactly a week from today, um, May 25th, we have WGD Palooza, and this is our online, um, online event that we um, created just because of the pandemic. We knew people were a little burnt out, and um, I think we wanted to try to have a digital component, but the nice thing is this is for men, for women, children, anybody. It's um, just some, I think, light, entertaining content that people will enjoy, some industry leaders, some, you know, celebrities. Annika's on there, a little, you know, message from Jack and Barbara. And, um, I think the really, really interesting thing, especially those who don't have an opportunity or, or haven't had an opportunity to go to the World Golf Hall of Fame, we do a curated tour through the World Golf Hall of Fame um, with the curator, obviously, talking about it, but it's through the eyes of women. So mm-hmm. it was a nice, neat little twist. Like, as you go, he's really highlighting the things in the museum that are specific to women and these amazing legends that have uh, shaped our game and I think inspired a lot of people to get into golf. So I'm really excited about it. And it's free. Anybody can can go on. Just register uh, wgdpalooza.com 
Or if you go to womensgolfday.com, there's also a button right there that says, you know, WD Palooza. Just do that and we send you the link. And next Tuesday, join us. And then a week after that is Women's Golf Day. Events around the globe happening. (laughs) Very good. Um, Yeah. Go ahead, Cindy. Cindy, go ahead. Tell our our audience what Women's Golf Day is for those who don't know. Sure, yeah. Women's Golf Day, we're now going into our sixth year. It's, uh, I think there's some confusion. It's not, I mean, it is celebratory, but it's not like, hey, happy birthday, high five and leave. It's actually created as a development and more of a funnel for all of the rest of the uh, golf entities that are out there. So the PGA Teaching Pro, LPGA Teaching Pro. It's a one-day, four-hour experience for women and girls. And when they go to the event, they have a choice of either taking two hours of lessons, so it's an hour in the driving range, an hour chipping and putting, or if you're an existing golfer, you, put, you would play nine holes in a scramble. It's really what we're, we've been trying to do over the years is create more opportunity for women and unity. So that's really about opportunity and unity. And um, I encourage everybody to go on because this it's on a Tuesday every year, the first Tuesday in June, but we have private clubs that open their doors, um, private clubs that have their members are allowed to invite a non-member, all of the top ball facilities, and all of the PGA Tour superstars host an event. So if you have not tried golf and you're intimidated and you don't even have a friend, like I tell everybody, go walk into a PGA Tour Superstore. You're going to feel welcome. If you don't like it, worst case scenario, you turn around and walk out. But I don't think we can make it any easier inviting um, than this. So that's really uh what it is, but there's plenty of locations, golf courses, munis, private, semis, troon courses, all the club courses participate. So you just go on to the website and you find a location. And the location decides if the event is public or private and if there's a fee or no fee. Um, Like I said, the PGA Tour Superstores are all free and uh, you'll see a lot of of them are either very reasonably priced or, or free. Awesome. And tell us where around the world this is happening. Yeah, 68 countries. We may be up to 70 of them. Keep saying 68. And I'm really excited that we are in Japan in a few locations and we're, you know, like a month, a month and a half before the Olympics. So that was new for mm. us this year. We're in Argentina for the first time. But yeah, 68 countries, including Uganda. So, you know, a little shout out to my friends every year that have done this in uh, Uganda that have become friends. I didn't know them. Uh, Morocco, and, and I mentioned those places because I think those are at top of mind when we all think of, oh, golfing mm-hmm. locations, you know, but Costa del Sol in Spain, um, you know, you know the UK, obviously, Australia, lots of places in the United States. I mentioned a lot of the big, you know, multi-course owners and operators that get behind this, and I think it's just, it really is a growth of the game initiative, and if anything, it's more of a, it's a funnel. <laughs> I always tell people, I think this is the ultimate Jerry Maguire, help me help you. Because we're bringing them, but it really is all these organizations' job and the head pro there to go, hey, here's the next steps. We're not going to – that's not our our thing. We're not going to get, you know, Women's Golf Day way to play golf. As you, Cindy, very well know, very highly regarded, you know, teaching pro and what have you, there's, there's so many amazing people out there. I think that they just need to be pointed or have a resource to, to know where to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fed? So, Elisa, let me ask you, um, you know, you mentioned a, a few different places um, that are, are going to be having uh, and hosting the events. 
you know, typically, you're exactly right. You know, when you think about golf, obviously, the U.S. market is a, is a very dominant, um, you know, certainly uh, parts of Europe um, with the, the Ladies European Tour and, uh, and you know, Australia, of course, has, has been active. Um, but what, what do you think um, and what has been some of the feedback in some of the, the less common markets, maybe even a few that you've mentioned here, that, that typically were not real big drawers of golf what's been some of the feedback from some of the participants or some of the organizers there and just is it really starting to build momentum in those communities now as a result of doing this among women because here in the united states a lot of women do play golf still we want to get more but in some of these smaller markets where maybe you know they don't have the the benefit of the lpj tour and and so forth in those uh, smaller markets what has been some of the feedback you guys have been getting so far yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, I, I make a distinction because especially a new golfer that's coming in is, you know, the LPGA is our professional athletes, you know, competing on a tour. So right. just because you watch NBA doesn't mean you're going to go play, like, full-court basketball. So this is really making sure that we're catering and we're guided. We support the LPGA. We highlight them all the time. There's so many amazing women, and um, and I think even what they're doing is, is phenomenal, the messaging they're putting out there. And Michelle Wee is a mom, Annika getting back in. But this is really an amateur golfer that uh, we focus the market on. So the places, and we all know this, like the events and the, um, even the regions are probably only as good as the people that get behind it. And a lot of them, mm-hmm. like, this is men too. This is not like, hey, women, we can do this all on our own. So many amazing men have gotten behind this initiative um, from the you know, International Golf Federation, which runs the Olympics, Anthony Scanlon or uh, Steve Mona, we, you know, we are golf. These people in the beginning championed this. They saw it. And we now see locations like Morocco, 13 locations. They've even done it during Ramadan. You know, six Muslim countries. Saudi Arabia mm. has done it um, as well as where I've really noticed an uptick is the Czech Republic, Federation is not, and I'm just saying when I say this, it's not just women's golf day. I mean, we're one entity, a vertical that we can see though everything else that's going on, and we're in touch with these people. Poland, another place where it's really taken off. Uh, Dominican Republic has a very strong. I mean, places I'm saying you wouldn't even normally think this, and there's just really passionate women and people that want to, you know, create that kind of unity. It's become like a Starbucks, a community thing. And we, we have components of that. We ask that you have a charity component. And I think people look forward to it. I think the thing that always gives me goosebumps, no matter how many times, is that when the day actually happens, it starts in Australia. So in the United States, that's the evening of, the, of before June 1st. And on social media, for 24 hours straight, you're going to see women from around the world wearing red and white and posting photos mm-hmm. from events, from doing things, and especially with COVID, we're like, jump on in. Even if you can't, if you want to post a picture and you want to wear red and white in your house or do a trick shot in your backyard, um, hold up a golf ball, you know, that, of someone that inspires you, whatever, we, we totally encourage it, especially during these times. It's been really tough, and I have mm-hmm. to tell you that we have so much contact with these other countries, and I know we're really talking about the U.S. here, but there, there's places that have not been able to golf at all during this whole pandemic. People have not gone right. out. I mean, can you imagine just being like cooped up with or without golf, just cooped up for almost a year plus? So, you know, we're trying to, that was another thing, you know, we're trying to, you know, make it as as positive for everybody as we can. And I think we're beyond blessed. The industry is doing super well. And I think we're in a very 
very critical time to ride mm-hmm. this carpet of golf being popular because it's one of the only things people could do during COVID and for us to leverage the fact that there's a lot of support right now around diversity and inclusion and women and we've got to couple that up and package it up and get as many um, supporters and, and, and I think unite and work together as much as we can as an industry. You know, this is our, our gut milk time. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, let me ask you as well, um, again, obviously because, you know, going through this pandemic, there are still uh, areas and regions around the world that may still be uh, not quite fully open in that. So, um, so obviously, you know, that has to be taken in and you're offering some, some virtual opportunities to participate as well. So even for those that maybe are in a situation where they can't get out, uh, maybe just go around and, and do something, you're offering some things there. I, I want to ask you a, 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 another question, though, about, um, you know, sort of growing the game. I mean, your initiative here that you've been doing now for going on six years has done a lot to, to get, you know, women engaged and, and involved in golf. Have you guys been able to, you know, statistically find out, um, you know, some of the newcomers that have gotten involved, if they're kind of converting into, you know, maybe there's somebody that never played before that's come out, are you getting a sense that some of these women that maybe have come out for the first time over the last few years are starting to become more involved in golf, maybe taking lessons, maybe, have you had any kind of feedback like that to give you an idea of where things stand and, and, that it's not just a one-time event for them? Are you, are you getting a sense of that uh, in, in any statistics? Yes, absolutely. We have lots of testimonials I would happily share. Um, we have one girl that took a, went to Women's Golf Day, never played golf before, at David Ledbetter in Orlando. Just going to give you one example. Went through, loved the event, had a really good time, ended up going and signing up to go through the, uh, become a PGA teaching professional. I mean, from that thing, she didn't mm. have a golf club before. I think her boyfriend played golf, something like that. So, and she went through, and like a couple of years later, we get this email, you know, I started at your event, and this is where, you know, I ended up loving it and going as far as that. We do have um, also statistics that our uh, participants is pretty split down the middle. 49% are new to golf or don't have a large, they don't consider themselves a golfer, and then 51% are golfers. And we have done a couple of studies this year um, with, you know, it's kind of a funky year between, you know, 2020 and everything else. So we are doing studies. We're working with the NGF as well as the RNA and some of our sponsors. So um, a Cushnet, you know, Titleist, FootJoy, Callaway, uh, PGA Tour Superstore, Club Corp, these are all companies that are really committed to, you know, engaging women and bringing them in. And I, you know, we always talk about this. It's not just getting that woman. And I, for me personally, I think we can't shame people. If you just want to play twice a year in a nine and wine, God bless. If that's what makes you happy. But we really want to eradicate this golf widow. That is, this is also the gateway to juniors. And I think we've got to just have a positive feeling. Or if you want to use a country club, you know, people are, don't have a lot of time these days. So I think that's, and I know it's changing in golf as to our perception and that we have to make it more comfortable and amenable and okay to play nine or 12 if that's all the time that you have. But I think we don't want to turn those people away because you can't play 18. Right. I think that's a great point. 
Um, you know, and I think it's I, I think it's you know it's important that we find ways to introduce particularly women, you know, because a lot of them are very apprehensive. I'm sure you've had many discussions over the years, um, you know, unless they're, you know, their parent or, or some other, um, you know, individual has introduced them at a younger age. Many women are very apprehensive. They don't want to, you know, be embarrassed or, or uh, be sort of put on the spot because they're maybe not very good at it and, and very, very apprehensive about even getting in because it is a difficult, it, it can be challenging for, for even some of the best. Um, so this is a great way to really, you know, kind of introduce them because they're not, you know, they can go out and, and, and you have different, you know, they can play a full round, they can play nine holes, or they can go to, like you said, a PJ Superstore and, and get a similar experience um, and then, you know, see what happens from there. So obviously you've got to be pretty happy with the success of, of this program that you guys have been doing uh, in this event. Uh, it, it's gained momentum, and, and as you said, you're pushing now 70 countries around the world and it's just continuing to grow. And despite the pandemic, you're still, uh, you know, able to move forward with that. What is it? Do you have a long-term goal? What do you? I mean, ultimately, you want to grow this the women's golf day. But what is your long-term vision when all said and done that you're really hoping to accomplish? Um, I think what we're to continue to grow and get it in as many locations, more locations, more, um, you know, more depth get a better understanding and really I think now is uh, while we do have the support of a lot of the organizations, I think getting them to better understand how they can really utilize this a little bit better. We've done a lot with our uh, website and so the system, every location has like a Facebook profile and it says, you know, if there's a, at the location, if there's a ladies league or um, on-site dining, special events, uh, memberships available, junior programs, a PGA teaching pro and LPGA teaching pro. So we can, pull that if tomorrow the industry says hey it's junior month or let's get juniors and and help do that i think that is super important i mean we really it's tough because like i always say you know there's just not one roger goodell in our industry so it's not like the nfl i think the more and we we see it more and more i know there's a new initiative coming out too called you know make golf your thing but the more we can work together we can really affect change and i think we've hopefully proven that and our doors are always open to collaborate, to work with people, and we're going to keep doing that. We're going to, there's still so many businesses, and I think people are going to be blown away. We were blown away. Um, you know, PJ Tour, Superstore, I'm not trying to plug them, but I've just, besides, you know, mm. we've heard a lot of people just talking the talk, but not walking the walk. You know, right. so when are you finally going to do something? Callaway stepped up and made a, spent the money to do the research, R&D, to make a club for women called Rava. Yep. That to me is like, okay, they're really putting it. PJ Tour Superstore did a three-year deal with us. They have a capsule collection. As soon as you, the day after Mother's Day on May 10th, as soon as you walk in the store, it's right there. I don't care if it was, if you buy our brand or not. I mean, I do. I would love people to buy our brand. It's not even ours. Sure. They curated this collection. And this is the other thing. We didn't go out and make a new brand. We used all the existing um supporters and partners that we have so we didn't go out and make our own golf ball or make our own shirts or make our own hats we have a, a agreement with a head head does the hats titleist logoed golf balls um golf bags callaway you know so we're helping to move or triangulating and moving it but i think the most important thing like i said i think what we found out and what the research showed and even the rna did a, a you know a kind of investigation into it before they partnered with us is our um, sentiment, I guess this was called sentiment. It's our, our 
you know, how we're perceived in the marketplace is very high. It's 98. And our logo has come to be known as female friendly. So I know mm-hmm. that if we all, we've all been to sports stores in the past, if you walk in and you see at the bare minimum, you just see our logo, which is, you know, the lady with a golf club, it's very simple. You're like, huh, w- women are welcome here. They're thinking about women. And it's right, right in front of the store. So, you know, it won't always be there, but I think the things will be there. And also, their, you know, like their commitment to do four co-branded events throughout the year. It won't be a women's golf day, but it'll be, you know, a four-week beginner class. You can go in and, and free, you know, where you can go into a PJ Tour Superstore, and especially in the winter and places like that. And so we're working to do that type of thing in other places, other big box retailers, other places um, around the world where it can just help, you know, there's like no financial gain for us. You know, it's just we're, we literally are walking the walk. And that's what I think, it, you know, it's tough because I think big organizations, we all have the best of intentions, but it's, it's that on the groundwork that's tedious. And, but I think once it's in place and hopefully that's why, I just, you know, we can keep moving, you know, riding this wave and the more partners that get on board, it facilitates it that much quicker. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think I, I think you have to, um, you know, there there has been so many great, you know, pioneers in the women's market that have, uh, you know, when you look at the original thirteen founders of the LPJ as an example, had sort of spearheaded and got the ball rolling for for so many young women um, after them. Um, but you're right. We have to have other partners to do that because, you know, again, we want everybody to get out and have a good time and, and enjoy it. it. It can be a fun game. It's certainly challenging. We can all attest to that. But you want to be able to make it accessible and fun. And I think some of the things that you just mentioned uh, sort of send those visual cues, particularly to women, to say, hey, you know what, this is something I can do. And, and yeah, okay, maybe I'm never going to be an LPGA Tour player or maybe not even a teaching professional, but it's something that I can get out and have fun with my family, maybe the kids, my husband, what have you, uh, or partner. And uh, it, it gives them a sense of, hey, this is something for me too. And I think it's important to have these, uh, especially some of these larger partners, to sort of step up and, and do some things. So I think that's fantastic and uh, job well done. Um, Cindy, go ahead. You know what I find? There's so many women learning to play, and I believe that once you invite them and you make them feel comfortable and you show them that you understand where they're coming from, they trust you, and once they trust you and they start to have a little bit of fun, they're customers for life. So I think this is such a great way to start the train moving, if you will, and have one, you know, ambassador at each facility that is going to reach out a hand and say, come here, you want to come? And so God bless you for doing what you're doing. My question, though, is how often do you play golf? Well, right now, (laughs) uh, during normal time, you know, because we're literally – we're still a very small team. I don't know that people realize that. You know, I mean, I have to give my team credit. It took a little while, but we have a really great people um, that we work all year round to execute this. I don't people think like, oh, just throw up a website. And here we are. Um, I play, hmm, depends, but I'm not so busy like this work-wise. Uh, a couple times a week, but I'm also very um, one of these people. Like, that's why I have so much compassion. If I feel like I'm stressed out or the people I'm with are stressing me out, 
you know, I do this for a living, so that's not going to be joy for me. And I can't be 24-7 golf. I don't know if I told you guys I started taking polo lessons at my age, which is, you know, I'm older, and uh, two and a half years ago. And it's like golf on a horse. So that is giving me a kind of escapism. But, yeah, I try to get out there. I mean, I'll go to uh, – I live in uh, West Palm Beach, so I go to the par three on the island. Um, I'll go to the driving range. I'll play, you know, 18, usually on the weekends uh, with friends. But if I don't feel like keeping score, I just pick up my ball. That's it. I'm, I'm not about hitting, in, you know, out of three-inch fescue. That, doesn't, that brings me no joy. I mean, I've got to do it, but I'm not competing. I don't play. If I'm invited, I'll play in in some events and things like that. And obviously, I'm focused and I hold my own. But I really want to go out and have a good time. And and that is what we noticed more than anything. Or wanting to, you know, try to get into competition. Women want wanted to. Our study showed they like the connectivity. So whether that's with friends or family. And we do invite everybody, but I also want people to feel like you don't need an invitation. Just come. Just try it. So it's always helpful if you have one. But, I, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't get the invite. No, no, you don't need an invite. You are welcome. You are welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great awesome. point. Yeah, great point. Um, go ahead, Cindy. Do you have another question? or? No, I do not. So just remind everybody, um, Elisa, the uh, dates again and where they can go to get more information. Absolutely. So we'd love for everybody to join us online on May 25th, Tuesday, May 25th, 10 a.m. And you just go to WGDPalooza, P-A-L-O-O-Z-A, WGDPalooza.com. Or if you go to the Women's Golf Day website, you'll see a button for WGDPalooza. It's free. Just register men, women. Everybody's welcome. I think you're going to find it very entertaining. If you're like, oh, I can't go at 10 a.m., don't worry. At least if you register, the next day you'll receive a link so you can watch it at your leisure whenever you have time. Um, and there's giveaways, which, oh, I forgot to mention, that's fun. It's going to be fun. After every segment, there's a giveaway. So, you know, all of our um, supporters have given some cool things. And uh, um, a pin flag signed by all the inductees mm-hmm. from the World Golf Hall of Fame, which I think is pretty cool. And then on June 1st, Very cool. yeah, on June 1st, um, it's Women's Golf Day everywhere around the world. So that you would just go to womensgolfday.com, and there's a button that says find a location, and you go there. You can put your city, state, zip code, a pretty good you know, Google platform, I guess, and find a place near you and participate. And you're going to see right on there if it's free, if there's a cost, if it's public or private. Uh, but there is plenty for everybody's appetite. We all know, like you know, like I said, the the ones mm. that are easy too. Or some of them are later in the day if you work, so you know, like a four to six or something like that. So I highly there's no should be no excuse. We try to take out, make it so that there's opportunity for everybody. You know what? No matter what's going on in their lives. Perfect. Well, Lisa, we want to thank you very much for joining us and much continued success with the event and good luck this season. I know it's been difficult with the with the pandemic uh, and that, but I think it's going to be success anyways. And uh, good luck with it. And um, we look forward to having you come back again on a future show. Thank you. And I want to sincerely thank you both for um, allowing us to share the message because this is exactly what I was talking about, collaboration and us being able to get the word out so more people can can get out there. So I am super grateful for you having me on. I really do appreciate it. We thank appreciate you. it as well. Having you and on. Thanks for yeah. Good luck, Elisa. Yeah. All right. Thanks bye for bye. everything you do. All right. 
Bye-bye. Yeah, right, see bye-bye. you June 1st. Okay, doke. All right, that was, yeah, Elisa Godet, uh, founder of Women's Golf Day. All right, that's it. We're going to split. Special thanks to both of our guests today, and we will see you next week on the Women of Golf Show. God bless everybody. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Chad. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf Show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guests. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash women of golf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.